Thursday. Thursday, our final day in the studio. Ho, ho. And by our, I mean mine, because Mo is still out of town. That's right. Uh, if you've been joining us the rest of this week, you'll know that Mo is on vacation, visiting family uh, across the country. Uh, not even willing to Skype in for a podcast because apparently her family's more important. Well, whatever. Uh, so, uh, because we were just coming off the holiday weekend, I didn't pull anybody into the studio with me. Instead, we're going to be doing a uh, flashback. We're flashing back to the Back Row Baptist podcast, which is what the Back Row Morning Show was before we transitioned to the morning show here on Back Row Radio. Uh, we did this for three years. We have 125 episodes, a lot of awesome content, a lot of awesome discussions, funny stuff, bits, games, all kinds of good stuff with a lot of different guests. So uh, we, we've been harping on a lot of uh, amazing stuff already from our first year. And uh, we're going to continue on with that today. And our first segment that we're going to be revisiting is Church Potluck Rules. Basically, uh, church potlucks are wild and crazy and they need to be reined in. So buckle up. This episode featured myself, Mo, Kevin Wellborn, and our buddy Cipriano Martinez. Enjoy. We're talking about church potlucks. Just a lighthearted discussion about gluttony in groups. But before we get to that, we're going to start this show off with a game. Today we're going to play What is Real? Since we're talking food today, I'm going to give you all a list of Christianity-based candies, which are either real and for sale at Christian stores or are fake and completely made up. You will all vote uh, if each one is real or fake, and the person with the top score wins. Cool. What do I win, Matt? You win nothing, because John is the current back row champion, and he is not here today. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Everybody ready? Ready. Yes. Then let's play What is Real? <clears throat> is this real or fake? Are we all just jumping in, or one at a time? Go, we're going. We'll, go. okay, okay. we'll start with you, Kevin. Okay. Real or fake? Mm-hmm. Prayer of Jabez chocolate coin. <laughs> That's real. I'll say fake. Fake. It is fake. Mm, it's be real. <laughs> One <Ben>. point. <laughs> One point each for Sippy and Megan. Zero for Kevin. You eat it and you enlarge your coast. <laughs> real or fake? The jelly bean prayer jelly beans. Oh, that's real. That's real. Real. It is real, yes. My favorite flavor yeah. is manna. <laughs> that's not a flavor. All right, real or fake? Jesus Harvest Seeds Candy Corn. <laughs> uh, please be fake. <laughs> oh, real. So real. Ooh, I'm going to say fake. It's real. Ooh. Sippy pulls in the lead with three. Yes, I do. He knows his candy. candy. Yeah. All right, number four. For it. Real or fake? <laughs> Sweet Jesus shaped chocolate bar. <laughs> uh, again, just hoping it's fake. Baby Jesus or adult? Adult Jesus. Jesus. Adult Jesus chocolate bar. Fake. 
No, I think it's real. You can get it at Easter, right? Like with the Easter bunny and the, the chocolate crosses. It is fake. What? <laughs> I'm sure there has been a chocolate bar shaped in Jesus' image, but it is not That's an official brand right. sold in a store. <laughs> yeah, because I can't eat Jesus' head. <laughs> Who could? That would be... That would be blasphemy. Yeah. How could you I wouldn't eat? feel comfortable with that, about that at all. If you notice, I haven't said nothing on this topic. <laughs> and yet, you're in the lead with four. Oh, man. <laughs> all right, last one. Though, it's pretty much over. How many? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Scripture candy soft mints. Yes, real. Very real. Real. Real indeed. The winner. Cipriano Martinez. <laughs> We are taking a look at church potlucks and trying to ruin them for everybody. Churches, especially Baptist churches, love our potlucks for years. Our church has had at least one potluck a month. Uh, a couple years ago, there was a November-December period where there were seven separate food-centric events. Uh, we love our fellowship, but I feel like we fall into the delusion that it's not truly fellowship without food. Uh, even our church business meetings have to have a dessert fellowship to make them bearable. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about potlucks, some of our favorites, some of our uh, worst moments, and just having some fun. So first we'll just answer, what is your favorite thing to see at a potluck? When it's potluck day, and you're walking out of the sanctuary, into the fellowship hall, what are you hoping is on that table? Pizza! Pizza? Mm. Is that a potluck staple? Sure, you, you know it. It should be. <laughs> <laughs> There's Why don't we any... have just pizza potlucks? Everyone <laughs> yeah, exactly. bring their favorite There's not pizza? enough yeah. store-bought pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going straight for the dessert table. Dessert? What do you want and to see everything on that? that's on it. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just as it long as it's matter. sugar. As, as long as it's sugar. <laughs> as long as it's sugar. I can see that. Yep. Um, my favorite thing, and, and I rarely make it in time to get this, is deviled eggs. Because <laughs> there's usually 12. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's against the law for anybody to make them for any other occasion other than a church potluck. I don't think I've ever had them except at church potluck. That's a fib. Matt. Okay. Easter. Easter? Oh. There are 24 <laughs> deviled eggs, Matt. You can buy it, exactly. a six-pack of eggs. It's not. I'm not entirely stupid here. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing would be pecan pie. I don't care if that's typically just a Thanksgiving thing. I yeah, want pecan pie year-round. You are very right on that one. All right. Let's flip it. What's your least favorite thing to see at a potluck? Sweet pickled cauliflower. Have you seen this at a potluck? Is that real? I had some yesterday at a, at a, at a work potluck, so I just... <laughs> Had to throw it in there. Man. Was well, it awful? It was I'm awful. Sweet. It was even a brownish tint color. Ooh. But I had to try it. And it was just sweet <laughs> cauliflower. Don't do it. Don't. Gross. Megan's <laughs> um, in a trance just I'm imagining really what that really grossed like. out. <laughs> Anything chicken. But I'm really picky about what? chicken. What? I know. I know. But it's because chicken has to be cooked right it has to be done the correct way and there's nothing wrong or there's nothing worse many, than like cutting oh trust how me. many wrong ways are there to cook a chicken if you undercook it and you cut <laughs> oh, into yeah. it and it's all slimy and gross and nasty and then if it's overcooked and then it's like mm-hmm. yeah you can't chew you can't, it they can't see so you, so you gotta sorry. make sound effects <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Uh, <laughs> i love the way you eat megan <laughs> 
undercooked chicken never hurt anybody. <laughs> uh, puts hair in your chest. Yeah. Amen. Uh, that's oh, why you I still don't want it. Uh, <laughs> I got that wrong. See where that would be. <laughs> Least favorite thing for me is any layered salad. Mm. Yeah. See, I was going kind of the same direction. Anything covered in mayo or, yeah, yeah. or ranch dressing. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't have a problem with you people that like these things, but <laughs> don't you don't cover the whole dish in it. You know, put it on the side. <laughs> Give an option. Yeah. <laughs> a bag of spinach is way better than a layered salad, and I'm not even kidding. I would agree with yeah. that. The bag that housed the salad. Even a Mexican seven-layered salad? That well, I'm not a, the... Keep it I dry. don't put uh, ethnicity into it. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Does that have like the Fritos in it or the or the uh, corn chips in it? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. I so call that a Frito pie, <laughs> guacamole and all that. Mm-hmm. See, that's not guacamole. See. Yeah. What is one rule you wish you could enforce at a church potluck? Like along those lines, my my rule that I would like to enforce is that if you got some weird cacophony of stuff. You need to have a list of ingredients sitting right next to it, <laughs> just so I know what I'm getting into before I heap it on my plate. Mm. Oh, they're looking at me. Uh, one rule. Um, <laughs> you know what? One, I, I'm going to do two rules. Sorry. No, 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 because you might take my rule. Just do okay. one. Let me do the do one, one. Then we can come back to the, All right. The one is, here's my first one is, if you're going to stay and eat, please bring something. Mm. Mm-hmm. Was that your recipe? No, that was not oh. mine. But some people might not be able to bring something. Well, I understand that. I maybe understand that. maybe they're in a rush or something. They can't Little stop Caesars at the store. No, which, my which one rule. My one rule, and it might sound harsh, but everybody knows. More than likely, they feel like this at a potluck, or I hope more than half people <laughs> only bring store-bought foods. And the reason behind that is everybody knows this is true. Where are you going here? Hell no. What are we doing? Here we go. Does everybody wash their hands before they go? <laughs> <laughs> I don't out know of this. <laughs> and everybody keeps hush on this, but I think I think I think more people will will, will agree with me than none. You know, the cooking the thing would more than likely kill any germs that are on anyone's hands. What about something raw though? I okay, mean, yeah, yeah, I get that. But um, hmm. it's the thought. <laughs> I just don't think about it. Some I would, people, I honestly, yeah, I've honestly not thought about that either. I say an extra grace over my potluck food. <laughs> <laughs> I start praying for the potluck when I wake up. I don't finish until I dig in. No, that's funny. Potluck's on the um, calendar. Let's start praying for it now. <laughs> I, I, um, I'm having a really hard time with this one because, like Sippy, I feel like. It might be a little bit too harsh, the things that I, I want to say. So um, I'm just going to kindly say, um, bring your dishes in clean containers. Mm, that's fair. Yeah, I can see that's that. That's not harsh. That's, that's a good fair. rule. Yeah. That's fair. My kids Thanks, do not guys. clean the containers properly <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> all right, what's your second rule there, Uh I forgot because of all these uh, other things. Um I got another one if you need to think Okay, of. yeah, yeah. I really went blank, honestly. <laughs> Go ahead. My other one would be, if the main dish is fried chicken, which it often is, like it should it, be, whatever, 
There should be a rule where your first time through the line, you're limited to one drumstick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would agree with that. But there's only four drumsticks. Exactly. And you got somebody lining up there grabbing all four on that plate and walking okay, off. Okay, so this kind of leads to another <laughs> this rule. This is personal. Matt has somebody in mind. <laughs> well, if you got kids, walk through the line with your kids. Yeah, yeah, that's a good rule. That is a good rule. I've got three of my own. Yeah. And I don't let them go through <laughs> on their own. Because they will grab 12 drumsticks. <laughs> My kids are old enough to walk everybody. in the line with my other kids. Huh. <laughs> Sippy, we, we don't, need don't to know have your, 20 your kids family like you problems. Or <laughs> <laughs> here's a who. <laughs> yeah. I have that many kids. Uh, I really can't remember my second rule, but these um, are some pretty. We got a good start without my second one. You're the worst. All right, last one. What is your worst potluck experience? <clears throat> Oh, gosh. Um, I really don't have a specific experience. You don't have a bad memory sticking out of there? No, because... Haunting your dreams at night? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, you know, I grew up in, in in East Texas at a pretty traditional Baptist church. We didn't really do potlucks that often. Mm. So for a guy that's 35 and has attended church very uh, consistently my entire life, my potluck experience is fairly limited. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Tell us again how holy you are. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> that's y'all's job. Y'all are supposed to say how holy I am. Uh, the Bible says uh, that Moses was the most humble man who ever lived. Yeah. In a book that we attribute to Moses writing. So I'm just following the example of Moses. Sippy <laughs> and I do not find you funny. I don't find you funny. The 10,000 people that listen to this podcast every day do. Uh, 10,000 a day? No. Please okay. comment on that <laughs> comment, please. <laughs> no, I really don't have a bad experience, sorry. All right. What about you guys? Sip. I can't think of a bad experience, but I was wondering about the state of Arizona because it's against the law to have potlucks in Arizona. Uh, um, and I, I haven't heard that. Yeah, yeah. I heard that from I remember I heard that, that from um, like our from our from our very own James DeMann yeah. told me that. Um, but there, there, there must have been a lot of very bad experiences for them to outlaw potlucks. So I can't think of a bad experience. Um, I think I catch myself before a bad experience does happen. Um, it's just being picky on the foods that I eat. I'm just very picky anyway. So I feel like with your, your rule that there yeah. had to have been some sort of like you saw someone pick their nose and then fold a burrito that you ate. I just something. think that in my mind. I actually had, probably had that thought before I grabbed that burrito. It just—I don't know. It's just—it's just in my mind, I guess. And I'm—I guess I'm really not a picky eater. But it just know. comes to the germ the thing. Po- yeah, I got you. And 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 that's funny because I'm not a germaphobe. I'm not. But when it comes to potlucks, I just—I just am. And I like again. I think a lot of people will agree with me on this. Well, I think that was the reason that they outlawed it in Arizona. It was because they couldn't like regulate if it was if the food was being kept at the right temperature or whatever. It, they started treating them like food trucks. Yeah, this stuff is. Like uh, that. Are we about to transition into big government, and, <laughs> uh, federal overreach of church potlucks? Because I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> but a guy did die in Ohio yeah. in the last couple of years. To, at a church potluck because of food poisoning. I heard that too. Yeah. That so, that, I mean, yeah, there, there's I a legitimate concern for those things. It was the honest. chicken he ate. It probably was the chicken. He got choked on the bone, though. It was cooked magnificently. Obviously. Obviously not. Yeah. 
right. so I've got Someone a, have a story. I've got a story. Got a story. Right. I've got an experience that happened right here in our very own four walls. Oh, no. Um, oh, no names, please. No, I, oh. I won't share any names. But <laughs> the dish was a pot of pinto beans. And for anyone who has made pinto beans, you know that it's very important to sort through those beans before you cook them because chances are there could be small rocks mixed in with those beans. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I have um, a pretty good idea that this person sorted through those beans because there were no small rocks, but there was a large rock on the plate <laughs> of pinto beans. And by large rock, I mean... Um, Twice the size of a quarter mixed what? in with what? the beans. And that's exactly what happened. They went to spoon up the beans and there was, sits the rock on there. <laughs> <laughs> and they just kind of, it wasn't me or my husband, but um, they looked across at Chris and I. And Chris looked at me and I looked at him and I said, is that a rock? <laughs> and they looked at us and said, yes, it is. Oh, <laughs> you like sure it wasn't a hot dog? Because some people no, cut up hot dogs or they can get kind of gray. They can get kind of gray in there. No, yes. no. We then tapped it on the table. <laughs> a very old hot dog. <laughs> to ensure and oh. ting, ting. You found the rock and the beans. You yeah, won that, the prize. Yeah. The rock and the beans. <laughs> That's bad, but it could have been worse. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mine might not sound traumatic to anyone else, but to me it was traumatic. Typically after service, I'm stuck uh, in the sound booth for a little bit, putting together the sermon to upload it to the website. And I usually try and do that at the potluck. I let everyone go through the the line, and usually by the time I'm done, uh, or at least where I can take a break, I can get in there and the line's done, and I can go through and get my food. Well, this particular Sunday, not a lot of people brought food, and a lot of people stayed to eat. And so I got in there, and there was pretty much nothing left on the table. And I'm like, oh man, I'm not going to get to eat. And then I look over and there's a side table and it has this giant silver pan full of baked spaghetti covered in cheese melted and everything. There's like a little bit taken out of the corner. I'm like, all right, I can eat that. And so I go in there. I'm like, man, I wonder why all the other food is taken and there's just like a little bit taken out of this <laughs> giant pan. And I'm talking two times the size of like a normal oven pan, like a tur- like a chicken turkey roasting pan or whatever mm-hmm. that you put in there, like twice the size of that. So I go in there and I get the spoon and I dig in, flop it onto uh, like literally the size of this table that we have. <laughs> I take a big scoopful, plop it onto my plate, and I see literally half of the dish is cut up green and yellow squash underneath all the noodles that mixed in with everything and covered in. And I'm like, I'm not going to eat this. And now I know why no one else is going to eat this. Because this is someone's sick attempt to get everybody liking squash. They made, they grew too much squash in their backyard. And like, I'm going to get rid of this by hiding it under a delicious meal that everyone would love. And so... That, that that traumatized me pretty they're, greatly. They're just looking out for you. Oh, no, it was awful. Oh. Eat your vegetables. That, <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Well, then you know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> then shame on you. <laughs> shame. Look, I'm sure it was good, but I'm not a fan of squash, and mm. especially not secret squash there to trick you. <laughs> secret squash? <laughs> 
<laughs> New band name, Secret Squash. Called <laughs> Lead singer, Butternut. <laughs> hey, Butternut Squash is pretty tasty. Butternut and the Secret Squash. You sure it wasn't spaghetti? No, it couldn't be Spaghetti Squash. Spaghetti Squash. No, spaghetti. yeah. No, it was real. It, it was like real squash. spaghetti. Yeah. Fake spaghetti. Spaghetti Squash. I like spaghetti. I, I like squash, period. Yeah, so I don't... I don't know. I wasn't jiving with that story at all. Sorry. <laughs> that was heaven to me. I wish I was there. Right I'm now. the one that took that one. Yeah, scoop. yeah, I ate that too. <laughs> all right, that's the end of our first hour, our first segment here on this Thursday morning. It is Throwback Thursday, which means we are playing nothing but the best. Music from 1995 to 2005. Uh, we'll even throw in some Christmas music. Uh, can't guarantee that that's going to be from before 2005, but it is the holiday season, so you're going to get a little bit of that sprinkled in. Uh, but you know what? It's it's still going to be a fantastic hour of music. So uh, stick around. We'll come back at the top of the next hour with our next topic, where we're going to be flashing back to a discussion we had on if... Bible apps have made us revere the actual Bible less. Is it making it more of an app than the Holy Word of God? Ah, it's a good discussion. We enjoyed it. You're going to enjoy it too. Stick around. Join us again in about 40 minutes. We'll see you then. It's hour two on this last day of the morning show for this week. Glad to have you with us. And by us, I mean me because Mo is gone. If you haven't heard yet, she's on vacation. She won't be back for a while. Uh, I do have someone joining me in studio next week. Uh, surprise guest. I'm not going to tell you who it is just yet. Uh, but uh, we'll have a more normal uh, routine next week. Uh, but this week we are taking a flashback. We are going back to some of our favorite discussions and bits from our podcast, the Back Row Baptist Podcast, which was what we were doing before we transitioned to this morning show on Back Row Radio. Uh, we had almost three years' worth of episodes, 125 episodes, too much amazing content to just leave in the past, so we're going to be bringing you our favorite stuff uh, occasionally. Whenever stuff like this happens where we just can't get somebody else in the studio with me, this is what we're going to do, and that's what we're doing this week. Uh, and you know what? I think so far it's been a pretty big hit. At least it has been with me because I love this stuff. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who are listening that came over with us from the podcast, uh, but maybe weren't there from the very beginning. And there are a lot of new listeners that have joined us just since we've started the morning show. So I feel like this is fresh content for most of our listeners. And uh, I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. This hour, we're going to be talking about the Bible app. And if it has lessened our reverence of the Bible, 
uh, and not necessarily just the, the LifeChurch.tv Bible app, but any Bible app in general, having the Bible condensed into our smartphone, does that make it less uh, holy? Does that make us revere it less? So we're going to be talking about that. Uh, and on this episode, we have, we have Cipriano Martinez, Kevin Wellborn, and his wife, Kara Wellborn. Let's go. Today we're taking a look at actual Bibles and Bible apps. Pretty much since we've been able to write, the Bible has been on a hard copy of something. Either a tablet or a scroll or a book, and I'm talking about a real tablet like made of stone. Things have popped up to try and replace that before, such as audio Bibles. Uh, But in the end, those tapes, CDs, MP3 players amount to little more than mm, entertainment for us, uh, mostly. But with the rise of the smartphone, Bible apps have become more and more commonplace, a sort of unprecedented change where a large portion of churchgoers are leaving their physical Bibles at home and carrying their phone with them instead. So, do y'all use a Bible app, and if so, which one? Uh, I do occasionally, and I have... uh... I've had a couple. I've had the one that a lot of folks have that has all the different versions. U version. U version. There you go. Mm-hmm. And then I've also had the Olive Tree <clears throat> Bible app. It's a good one. But typically, no, I do not use an app. Mm. I use the U version on my tablet, um, <clears throat> and on my cell phone, I use the CR Study Bible that you can purchase on iTunes or the Play Store. <laughs> it's the Celebrate Recovery Study Bible. So any of you guys that are interested in Celebrate Recovery. It's a great study Bible. But those are the ones that I use. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to use one, I'd recommend that one too. Kara? <laughs> I, I use only the, the version Bible as well. Um, mm-hmm. I typically just, a, you know, it has a daily verse, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take a glance at it every day just to see what pops up or okay. if I need to reference something. I've used the version before. <laughs> uh, I used it for about a year, but... It seemed like every time they updated the app, it took longer and longer for it to load up on my phone. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where uh, I'd be sitting there waiting for it to load and, re- and be thinking, I don't even want to read the Bible if it's going to take this long to open it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, well, that's not healthy. <laughs> no, but I found, I found one that I've been using lately, and it's, it's just the uh, ESV app, the uh, Oh yeah, it's it's yeah, very simple. It's just the Bible. Uh, there's not any other frills to it, but it loads in an instant, and uh, it's very easy to navigate. Um, Matt, so, did you happen to get a new phone before <laughs> before this new one? It was probably the phone that was taking that long to load, not uh, the app. At the time, a couple years ago, my phone was new, so I don't know what to tell you. It's been a couple years since I did it. They might have fixed it. They might have fixed it. I haven't had any issues with it on the tablet that I use it with. So tablet might be better. Tablet might have a little bit more uh, oomph, generating power. Yeah. Um, All right, your hamster. (laughs) How often do you use a physical copy of the Bible versus a Bible app? Every most times, I want to go to the Bible. I'll pull out the real thing. There's just something about having it in your hand, and Mm -hmm. I'm a book person anyway. So, you know, feeling, I'm a physical 
you know, I like the physical thing. <laughs> How many sentences can you start before you finish? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I like to use the app for like the daily verse. Right. I just pop up and it sometimes it's just exactly what I need. You know, or other times where I want to do an actual um, quiet time or like a study or somebody has said something, I would rather flip through it mm. and find it in my Bible than, than using an, an app. Okay. You know. I There's something about, sorry, I'm going to interrupt The church we came from before, we, we had a big choir, and there was something about being in the choir and having a tablet or my phone was just a little awkward, mm. so I, I preferred having it in my hand because... I gotcha. You know what I mean. Yeah. You never know. Somebody might be over there playing. You sang hymns out of your Bible. People actually do that. No, we sing sat hymns? in. Play we sat in, in the, church we on sat in the choir loft during the sermon. I so was say that is so awesome. You you singing <laughs> psalms. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we use all the yeah. psalms, and they would just tell us Psalm thirty-seven, and we would know. sing it. <laughs> yeah, they stayed up there the whole time. Yeah, we stayed up there the whole time, so we just had our Bible with us. I guess it depends on what I'm doing in the every morning. And I say every morning, um, I like to use my Bible, my regular Bible. Um, it's just it like it's just what I do. But throughout the day, um, if I am thinking or something or praying, um, and I just like to ask my phone, hey, this reference number, and then I open the YouVersion Bible app, and then I'll read through there. Mm-hmm. Um, on the tablet, um, maybe once or twice a week, I'll open it. And I'll go through it, and I'll and like I'll start off where where I left off before, so so like I like think it's pretty cool because you can have because usually whenever you're reading your Bible, you always open it to where you left off the time the like, day before if you're like I, and so now I have two different options. I'll leave off. I'll start reading the tablet from where I left off, and so I think they're both pretty. Um, um, they work out pretty good in my life. So. I use uh, I use almost the uh, physical tangible Bible almost exclusively. Um, I actually don't have an app on my phone right now, but I will go <laughs> go to a website and, and look up Bible verses. So I'll, I'll do that. I actually have deleted all the apps just because I don't have any storage on my phone or something. But um, <laughs> but almost always gotta get rid of the Bible so and download the next Angry Birds. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, it is a biblical version of Angry Birds. <laughs> So Jericho that's good. Uh, you toss doves. Uh, you toss doves at ravens. Um, but I uh, no. But you know I do use the phone for uh, on the spot if I have a question. If I'm trying to think of where a particular phrase is found in the Bible and I can't, then I don't know. Uh, I'll I'll even Google that real quick. Mm. And that, that's pretty handy for that. But almost always physical. Right. Sim- similar here. Uh, if I'm doing my quiet time, or if if I just need to read something just for me connecting with God, mm-hmm. then again, kind of like you were saying, I want to feel the Bible in my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to any like real studying, looking for stuff, I want to have a search box <laughs> so I can find all these different instances. So it'll either be yeah, you're so much smarter with the phone. So, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you really are. So it's either the Bible app, or actually kind of what you talked on. I like to go to BibleGateway.com often yeah, yeah, that's uh, on mm-hmm. the computer and, and do it that way. Um, so, yeah, there, there, are some, there are some advantages to uh, having digital versions. Yeah, oh, I, I find myself uh, 
if I try to read it on my phone for more than just a few verses or something, that it, it becomes a mindless time killer almost, like you're flipping through social media or something. I almost get that way with the Bible too myself. Mm. And I'm not near as bad about that if I have I have it right there in my hands where I can hold well, it. Well, like also, it. but then there's also some some people like like myself that I am in a work vehicle most of the day. Mm-hmm. I'm inside my work vehicle, and I've tried to carry around my Bible in the work vehicle, but I got so I, I'm in a moving maintenance truck is what I am, and it, and it gets kind of messed up. I can really mess up my Bible like that. Mm-hmm. So so like by having my app right there on my phone. Um, on like any downtime, I'm able to pull that out yep. and just be able to to like use that time to read through there. So, so like I guess it just depends on yeah where your where circumstances is, yeah, yeah, your yeah, circumstances yeah, yeah, exactly are. Yeah. and that makes total sense. All right, um, our last question was going to be what's what's good about Bible apps. So I think we've been touching about that. It's pretty much that convenience. Convenience, you always kind of have it with you if you need it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll make this our last question. Has the rise of the Bible app lessened our reverence of the Bible? And here's the thought that got me kicking on this question. Before the Bible app came around, I would have never felt right about reading the Bible while on the toilet. There's never been a time I have brought a physical Bible into the bathroom with me. But... Does it be flagged or what? <laughs> <laughs> be flagged. Uh, <laughs> that book has been in the bathroom. Uh, but no, I mean, with, you know, of course, the thing everybody knows with smartphones is that nobody's bored in the toilet anymore because you have a smartphone. And so, you know, I have read, <laughs> I, I have read, you know, the, a Bible app in the bathroom and, and thought, had that thought. I would never bring my actual Bible in here. I smell bathroom in here right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> as, as that oh is the goodness. wobbly premise to the question, yeah, <laughs> as the Bible got, app lesson our reference, I have to bounce good. back on that because I can't. I've just never been able to sit down. I haven't been able to read the Bible in the bathroom. Or it's not the specific question. <laughs> even, we're not, I had to, I had the answer to doesn't it. have to be bathroom specific. I had to go on this. We just had to pick it up on this. Because I think this is great. This is great. This is a great topic, I think. But really? I can't even pray while I'm going to the bathroom. And so, Matt, I'm glad that you're so holy and dedicated to be able to read anywhere you go. Wow. Anywhere you go. Kara, same as Kara. Same, y'all. You know, Answer the question. I think, um, I think maybe in a way, yes. Um, I think that... Um, because smartphones are so just kind of everywhere, basically. Everybody has a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have nothing against smartphones because I, I have one and, yeah. and use it all the time. But um, it's too easy to just grab that and that, that's it. You know, just here, just throw this to the back, you know, or just toss it or I don't need it or something. And I, I, I'm not saying I'm right or wrong, but I feel like just throwing our Bibles to the side is, isn't right, you know? Yeah. Um, I personally believe that if you could have your hands on a Bible, everybody ought to have one, you know. But I do understand, uh, this is my thought, I'm going to go into my thought I had before we even came. I do understand that people are persecuted for having Bibles. Oh, sure. You know, and so um, I I know, Kevin and I both know someone, um, Middle East, I believe, 
who will hand out MP3 players. Mm -hmm. And there's a version of the Bible on it, and people want that. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way they can have it. Oh, or certainly, smartphones. Yeah. And that's it. Because if they're caught with the, 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 the real thing, the, the paperback, the, I mean, the, the paper version of the Bible, they could be killed, you know? So, I mean... Uh, I guess it, it could go either way, really, you know, just, just kind of like, depends just on the like culture. The app. It kind of yeah. depends on the culture. I feel like even now, our younger generations maybe are, are more liable to kick it to the curb, basically, maybe, or, or have a little bit less reverence for it, mm -hmm. you know, um, if that makes sense to anybody else. Um, it like does. A little sense. bit, of, you know, um, I guess it could just go either way. Right. Know? Of course, uh, I'm, not, I'm not looking for us to find a specific right. definite... Uh, answer to all this, just just to get a, I a thought a, process going. I have a specific definition. You have a specific? <laughs> no, I don't. But but to answer the question, has it lessened our reverence for the Bible? Uh, maybe it's not solely to blame for our <laughs> loss of reverence. For oh, the Bible, sure, for sure, sure, sure. sure. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think it's very beneficial, and I certainly don't ever want to come across as. It's saying that it's wrong because I don't think technology in itself is wrong. Right. It's just a tool, and if you're using that tool to, to read the Word of God and all that, then it's a good thing. Um, but I, I think we certainly do live in a time where, where the reverence for the Bible has lessened, even amongst people that, that name the name of Jesus, right. that claim to be Christian. So mm -hmm. they'll, we're more likely now to question, well, did God really mean this passage when he said that? Mm -hmm. And that has nothing to do with a Bible app versus a uh, a paper Bible, you know what Transgender I mean? Transgender bathroom. <laughs> oh, 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 here we go. All right, are we doing this? Are we doing this? <laughs> I, can just, uh, I can see it in your eyes. That's uh, where you even, wanted to go, right no, now. No, even, even if someone says, you know, why would I need this? I have this on my phone. I don't need the Bible. Yeah. You know you what? Know? Like, yeah. You know what? Like, I agree with Kara and I agree with Kevin. I agree with both of them because I think that we can, can lose focus of what the Bible is and, mm -hmm. and like me being a Christian for the last 10 years or so that I accepted Jesus in my life uh, um, uh, um, I think I can see it different than you guys because you're more traditional and mm -hmm. you really grew up with that Bible with you uh, um, I like really like I see it very beneficial for a lot of younger kids and mm -hmm. younger students because it's always in your pocket yes mm -hmm. but it takes someone like us that are a little bit older to convince them to download that app to read that app. Um, mm -hmm. It takes podcasts like this to try to encourage younger generation, hey, download the U version, download the Bible Gateway, download the CR Study Bible, and open it once a day in the morning. Put a notification that it mm -hmm. blings and it gives you a verse on it mm -hmm. so that you can get more inclined to really read it. You get and to Yes, to get something. Now, like I said, I like both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I just do. It's just yeah, where I'm at yeah. because I can use them at different yeah, times. Absolutely. But... Um, I think it can, um, whatever that long word is that you use, um, reverence. Lessen the reverence. I think it can lessen the reverence, but it depends on the person. Right. It depends on the person, and it depends on if the older generation is looking down on them. I think the older generation should say, hey, no, let's use this, this tool. Like Kevin mm -hmm. said, it's a tool. Mm -hmm. Let's use this tool. Let's encourage kids to use this tool. Let's encourage kids to use both. Encourage mm -hmm. kids, but more more than likely, let's let's just be honest. The kids are go or or like younger Christians are going to want to open their their phone right. mm -hmm. and their Bible app. They just are. And they're it, not going to carry their Bible in their yeah. pocket. Yeah. They will carry their phone in their pocket. My my biggest negative about it being on your phone is that there's already built-in distractions. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the biggest negative to me. When I was uh, a youth minister, uh, 
You yeah. taught kids? I taught kids. Now, before they're 13, I don't I don't know how to talk to them. But uh, <laughs> but I, I, I would encourage them to bring a, a physical Bible. Of course, they could use one we had just because it's too easy mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to do other. And even, even if they're well-meaning. You know, the way we, we get, we become uh, well, you're drones. You're it on your app, and then a text smartphone. message pops up. What are you, you going to do? Yeah, right. You're going to yeah. swap over to that text message. So that's that's the message. worst thing about it to me is it just it can be, be a little more distracting. Yeah. You're scrolling to it in your apps, and you have to yeah. pass Instagram and Facebook. Right, and, right, right. And you flat, know what I get? Flappy Bird and Crossy <laughs> You know what I get? <laughs> I actually <laughs> open my phone, and I look at my phone, and there's a Facebook button, and there's a, there's a little Bible ne- next to it. There's times that I get conflicted on mm-hmm. which to click. And yeah. then there's times in the morning I find myself just pressing the Bible one because I feel that's the holy thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I find myself doing that. Out before, of a sense of duty. And then I read a verse. I read one verse. And then I close it and I go to Facebook because I, yes, I did it. It's a good question. Yes. You know, you know so I do do that. I, We're laughing, but I understand that, yeah. that yeah. The, yeah. the mindset like that. I know what you're talking about. He he him says that he knows what he's talking about because he's done it. <laughs> no, that's wrong. I don't. I don't deny that. He's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. All right, I think we. I, think, I don't know if we. Uh, I don't know if we helped anybody figure out which one they prefer, but I think we at least raised a lot of the good questions and and uh, got to a good place. So let's stop there. And that wraps up our second hour discussion, our second hour flashback to the Back Row Baptist Podcast. Hope you enjoyed that. We've got one more segment coming up for you this week, and it'll be at the top of this next hour where we dive into the dangers of group prayer time. Probably probably never thought about that, did you? Did you? Well, now you're going to. Uh, so stick around for that until then it is throwback Thursday. So we're playing more, or no, we're playing pretty much solidly music from 95 to 2005, still all genres, just some of that classic stuff, the, the, the golden era of Christian music when we were just starting to branch out really into all the different genres. Uh, it was an interesting time and everybody's got a soft spot in their heart for that that period if you grew up listening to that stuff. Uh, and if you didn't, man, take a trip back into our history. We'll also sprinkle in a little bit of Christmas music because, hey, it is that time of year. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's what we're doing. We're glad that you're with us. Stick around. We'll see you in top of the next hour. show for the week thank you for joining us here on the back row morning show with matt and mo mo of course is out of town she will be back in a couple weeks next week i'll have a special guest with me it's a secret it's a secret uh but this week we have been spending every one of our segments doing a flashback to the back row baptist podcast the show before 
the show. Uh, what we were before we became this morning show here on Back Row Radio. Uh, we've talking, take, to, talk, tiki, talk, to. We've had a lot of looks back, taking a lot of looks back at some some very interesting discussions, very funny discussions, and uh, it's been an interesting week, man. I've really enjoyed this. I hope you have too. Uh, I know it's more of a nostalgia thing for me, but uh, I fully believe that these discussions have been both uh, important in many cases and entertaining in others, and hopefully in all. Uh, but anyway, this this hour uh, for the final segment, we're going to be talking about the dangers of group prayer time. Now, you might be confused by what what on earth could be so dangerous about group prayer. Well, we'll we'll talk about it uh, in this show from 2015. We had uh, me, Mo and our guest, Kara Wellborn, discussing this topic. Uh, and well, why don't we just dive right in? Today, we're taking a look at people who use prayer requests incorrectly, even unethically. Prayer is powerful. We all believe that. And uh, prayer in groups, well, that's great too, as we lift up our church, our friends' uh, requests, and uh, pray in unity. But with prayer groups comes a temptation to use these prayer requests as a chance to vent or to gossip. Some people know full well that they're doing this, but I think most people don't even realize that their requests are skewing into something harmful and inappropriate. So, to make sure that we're just not pointing fingers, let's start with the question, have any of you ever used group prayers selfishly? I'll start. Also, (laughs) I know I'm sure I've done it several times, but I do recall one specific example Uh, that came to mind. It happened when I was in youth group, uh, just a few months before I started dating Deidre, my wife. Um, There was another girl in the youth group. Her name was Jenna. And I had been in the youth group for about a year, and she'd been in it for that long too. And I had liked her that entire time. But I had never had the courage to ask her out. And there was a day that I was positive I was going to do it. Wednesday night, I was positive I was going to do it. And I didn't do it, and she had to leave early. And so the last thing we all did was, you know, prayers and prayer requests. She was already gone. And I remember asking uh, for strength to ask her out the next time. Now I remember asking that out loud I was about to say, in hopes, loud. in hopes that one of her friends would do it for me. <laughs> like, oh, poor, poor Matt. I'll tell her that he likes her, and maybe it'll just happen. To where I would never have to ask. We would just be a couple one day. That's extremely unethical. It was now. very unethical. <laughs> but to be, to be fair, I wasn't a Christian then. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but yes, uh, I've done that. I know. What about you two? I'm sure. I mean, I did lots of stupid stuff as a kid, you know. But you know, I mean, selfishly acting like I knew something really important and so I should share it with everybody through a prayer request, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and, and basically, yes, using it as gossip, you know, just because I had this information and I wanted to kind of secretly share it with everybody else, but ask, you know, we need to pray about the situation, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to be all goody two shoes about it, you know, above, above, yeah. yeah, you know, you know, well, and sometimes I can say that it even happens now I have to really say, okay, Megan, this is what you share. Mm-hmm. This is what you don't share. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I've heard Kara say in some of our Wednesday night prayer meetings, pray for our church family because there are people struggling. And that's all that's said. Yeah, Whereas it could be, you know, you need to pray for this family because they're struggling in this way. You know, that door has never been opened. But mm-hmm. even last night, I, my sister-in-law texted me asking for prayer for a certain situation or a certain person in her life. And I had to fight that temptation of saying, well, what's going on? Mm-hmm. How specifically can I pray for her? <laughs> well, it doesn't matter if I know the specifics of the situation. The Lord knows those specifics. Mm-hmm. And as long as I'm lifting her up, that's mm-hmm. that's what matters. So yeah. I think that's a maybe one of the harder things about being a Christian mm-hmm. <laughs> is that you know, as Americans, we're we're we've been force fed now for years the whole reality television mm-hmm. mindset of getting to know people's secrets and stuff like that. And so, as a Christian trying to break ourselves of of those uh, notions, we want to know everything mm-hmm. about the prayer requests. And it's not necessarily because we want to judge them or judge the situation. It's just that we're so conditioned to knowing everybody's deep, dark mm-hmm. secrets now mm-hmm. in, in entertainment that we feel like we're missing out on something mm-hmm. yeah. just for our own edification. We want the whole story. And yeah, I can see how that would be. I've had to really like Megan said, you know, you really have to think about it, but really train myself on even stopping people saying, I don't need to know that, mm. you know, names or specific situations. I don't need to know it. You know, just stopping them right there because then uh, I have somebody else's story that's not mine, you know. And then if somebody else asks me, I'm like, it's not your story. It's not my story. I can't share that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I've had to tell people that. People are like, well, what's going on? Well, it's none of your business. <laughs> you <know>? I really <laughs> have business. to say, that's all. Mind your business. But, you know, phys- really have to not physically. Physically, yes, you have to talk. I really had to say, it's not my story to share. Mm. I cannot share that with you. They have asked me specifically, keep this to yourself. <laughs> and even even when they don't even say specifically, keep it to yourself, it's still my not my story to share. Right. You know, so even even when you're you're sharing prayer requests and things like that, or it's just you you have to be careful, especially it's, when you're sharing prayer requests. I feel like you know what I mean. Well, because if somebody has come to me or come to Megan and has shared something and it's really burdened us. I feel like it's totally okay for us to say, hey, I've got a friend who really needs some prayer mm. and leave it mm-hmm. because God knows that friend is on my heart and he knows who we're lifting up, you know, right. and I think it's a hundred percent okay to say, I've got a friend who needs some prayer. You don't even necessarily have to say they're struggling or anything like that. They mm-hmm. just need somebody to pray for them mm-hmm. and leave it. I gotcha. And so we've been talking talking about that. We've kind of already started answering the second question was how much sharing is sorry. too much. No, it's all right. <laughs> Jump ahead. It's all right. Uh, how much sharing is too much for a prayer request? I remember there was a string of Wednesdays. Uh, for, for a while, I've been working Celebrate Recovery on Thursday nights. And because of that, I haven't been going to Wednesday night, which is when we have our Boo. prayer meeting things. Um, but when I took the year off from CR, I decided to start coming on Wednesday nights. And I remember... Uh, the first like two months doing that, we had someone in the church who every week would voice and a prayer request and get very venty mm-hmm. about it, very using it to basically complain about a person mm-hmm. and disguise it as a prayer request. Mm-hmm. And that made me super uncomfortable to the point where when it came time for prayer requests, I had to just kind of leave the sanctuary for a little bit because 
I wanted to just stand up and say, we don't need to know that part. <laughs> just say the name and we'll do it. And um, it's, un- I mean, it's uncomfortable for everybody, first mm-hmm. of all, because that w- that's using everybody else as a sounding board, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And... Because it's a prayer request and not a discussion time, everybody pretty much just has to nod. And that gives the appearance of, yes, we agree with you. (laughs) Yes, you are right to be upset about this. We will pray for this heathen in your life. And it's it's very difficult to to get around that. And I'm pretty sure someone eventually talked with this person. But and and I'm I'm also, let me just make it clear, I'm also pretty sure she didn't realize that's what she was doing. Um, and I, and I don't think that she wasn't genuinely wanting to pray for this person either. Uh, I just think that she hadn't had a chance to talk about it and that kind of manifested itself. But how do we, how do we guard ourselves from making these kind of mistakes? I think, sorry, I think one, knowing your audience Mm -hmm. and know, knowing who's around you, um, if there are certain things going on within the church, and I'm just going to stick with the Wednesday night prayer service, but if there are certain tensions within the church, then it's probably not the best time to say, could you pray for our women's ministry or could you pray for our, the leaders in our children's ministry? Mm-hmm. Because more often than not, a lot of the people in the church have a good idea of what's going on. Mm-hmm. and when Especially you, in such a small church. Right. Even, I mean... In any, you know, you're going to have those clicks in any size church. And mm-hmm. so if this click hears you say, we need to pray for this specific ministry or this specific leader, then it's going to then stir up gossip, whether intentional or not. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing wrong with saying, I have an unspoken prayer request. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely nothing wrong. And mm-hmm. honestly, there's nothing wrong with sitting quiet and not saying anything at all. Right, because God still hears prayers. Exactly, mm-hmm. and there's been many... That's technically an unspoken prayer request, too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's unspoken at the core. <laughs> um, but there's been a few Wednesdays here recently where Kevin said, even though you know, he's praying, and he said, Lord, even those prayer requests that weren't spoken. Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, that's something that probably we can just sit back and, and really realize, you know what, I don't have to speak this out loud. I don't. Sometimes it's good to verbalize it because there's strengthen numbers, so to mm-hmm. speak, you know, yeah. Yeah. then we can have our brothers and sisters come alongside of us. But if in any way, shape, or form it could lead to gossip, we just need mm-hmm. to sit back and keep our mouth shut and allow God to work. And to add on to that, you know, if we're feeling uncomfortable, if we're not even sure we should share it, then we shouldn't share it. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. keep it to yourselves, you That's know. Good. And, um, you know, I always think it's a good idea to say, to even ask the Lord, God, is this something I should share? You mm. know, I mean, because sometimes it is, sometimes... It does do good to verbalize, um, to confirm to your other mm-hmm. family, you know, in mm-hmm. the church that this is really burdening me, mm-hmm. and I, well, I need to voice this so that everybody can maybe um, share in the burdening feeling, you know, uh, may, maybe if that's the right word, mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. but but to share in it, you know, to um, uh, to lift each other up, yeah, you know, to share each other's um, burdens, to share yeah, each yeah. other's. That's the right word. Okay, yeah. good, 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 good. So. I just want to say real quick, this is where, like, sharing can go wrong. Um, Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Okay, so for those of you who are avid listeners of the podcast, you'll know part of my testimony is that the first time that I really shared about the struggles Chris and I went through was in a Wednesday night prayer service. And I had 
the church members come around, you know, they, one specific member said, can we just circle around Megan and pray for her right then? And then for a, and that was wonderful. I then had what I felt like was the love and support and the prayers of my brothers and sisters lifting me up and strengthening me during that time. Um, but then there were a couple Wednesdays uh, where there was a church member who, from a couple pews back, Chris had just started coming back to church, and he raised his hand and said, so can we continue praying for that that Megan and her marriage, please? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he said divorce. So. Oh, and I don't think that was at the point where y'all were even th- doing that yet. Yeah. And and like, can we, yeah, can we pray about that and Megan and divorce? At that point, I was just... <laughs> I was so thankful that I had already told Chris that I <laughs> that I had, yeah. you know, spoken about it during prayer service, but I looked at Chris and Chris looked at me and we just smiled and shook our heads, but that's when sharing can go wrong. <laughs> uh, but hey, at least they cared enough to That's still exactly want to do it. right. I guess they just didn't that's know it. you were there, yeah. And that's exactly what Chris and I said afterwards. At least they care about us. At least they're lifting us up even though they obviously don't know who we are. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was awkward. I, <laughs> I remember, because that was kind of the first time I had heard about kind of where y'all were going mm. at that point. And I'm like, oh, they don't know they're here. No. She's right there. They're both right there. Well, and then Kevin's face, I mean, his eyes Kevin. directly to me. And he's like, yes, Kevin. yes, absolutely. We'll yeah. be praying for them. Kevin, yes. Kevin, cut it off as quick as he could. Yeah, oh. I think we can also take this in another way, you know, on how to guard ourselves from making mistakes when we're asking for prayer requests. I think sometimes we can even make the mistake of not sharing. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because um, I think we, Megan and I have probably have probably have had this conversation before. If I don't if I don't know about this, how am I supposed to pray for you about this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, not saying that we have to share every detail, but if we've got something on our heart and we don't share it. This is more How's, stuff. This is more stuff about us yeah. that we don't voice. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. not necessarily about other people. But, yeah, right. You know, yeah. right. I mean, about ourselves, just about personally. ourselves. I mean, well, you can share too much about yourselves. I don't need to know right. everything about you. But to to know that you've got someone specifically in your church family that is hurting. If we don't share that, how are people supposed to know right. that we need that support? Mm-hmm. You know. So I think we also need to be careful in that way. Not to get over, not to overly censor our prayer requests. Yes, or to feel like, well, to that's not share. important. I shouldn't say that because I had another friend recently saying, well, this is silly and probably not important, but I believe that there's no silly right. prayers. Really, God cares about even the smallest things. That's a good point. Like finding you know? your keys. Like finding your <laughs> keys. But to, to elaborate, when I was a teenager, I was in a little singing group. We had a little quartet, and we actually did a little concert at a church on a mission trip in South Texas. And afterwards, we were just kind of up, up there, and um, a little girl came and just asked one of my friends, Amy, who was singing, um, to pray for her about her dentist appointment. You know, I mean, and it was just a little girl, but she was scared about going to the dentist. Mm-hmm. You know, just no, like little things. And God cares about those little things. So I feel like, yes, we need to watch ourselves about saying um, what we shouldn't say, but we also need to watch ourselves about not saying anything at all. Mm-hmm. You know, just goes back to knowing your audience yeah knowing your audience (laughs) right 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 i just got brought to mind one of my tweets that i had recently which was uh was my mother now ends every single prayer with oh lord please don't let us catch the zika (laughs) even prayers for meals (laughs) lord thank you for this baked potato please don't let us catch the zika (laughs) 
And with that, our third hour, top of the hour, is in the books. Uh, stick around. You know, of course, we still got a, a lot of amazing Throwback Thursday music for you for the rest of this hour. And at the end of the hour, I'm going to join you again for your Bible verse and thought for the day. And we're also going to talk about our currently ongoing contest and how you can get an entry or several in that uh, before it's almost, I mean, it's almost over. It's almost wrapped up. Uh, we are about to give this thing away. So you need to listen to this stuff. Eh, eh, eh. Thank you for going on this awesome journey to the past with me all week long. I'm glad to have you in the, in the passenger seat with me. And, uh, like I said, next week we'll get back to the normal, uh, routine with a special guest, uh, sitting in Mo's seat. And then of course, Mo, Mo will be back the week after that. Uh, Lord willing. So pray for her, pray for her trip home and, uh, pray for me that, uh, I survive because I'm still dealing with a cold and uh, I would really like to not have that next week. So I'll be clear headed and I won't be rambling and mumbling all over the place when I'm on this microphone. Uh, yeah, (laughs) that's where I'm at. (laughs) Stick around. I'll close out the end of the show in just a little while. the back row morning show here on this thursday morning as we wrap it up uh for the week for our show anyway uh we've got your bible verse and your thought for the day bible verse for the day is psalm 136 1 give thanks to the lord for he is good his love endures forever and our thought for the day comes from revive our hearts they say in every circumstance that comes my way i can choose to respond in one of two ways i can whine or i can worship Uh, Before we sign off, we want to remind you of our giveaway beginning last week and then over the course of about the next week and a half in our Facebook group, Back Row Baptist Church, we will randomly post our giveaway image. If you share the image, uh, we get added, we get you added to the random drawing. Uh, Each time we post the image, you can share it again for another entry, uh, increase your chances. Uh, But what are we giving away? Well, we got two awesome things from one of our favorite featured indie metal bands here on Back Row Radio, Three Days Under. We've got an extra large t-shirt from them and their full amazing album and we're also throwing in a copy of our original party game the uh card game judge not a christian game of specs and planks it's uh oh it's it's hmm, it's fun it's it's our favorite game we play it all the time and uh not just because we made it if even if we weren't the ones that made it we'd still be playing it because it's that fun uh which uh, we've talked about it a lot on the show and uh, we'll talk about it a little more next week. But the prize total is worth over 50 bucks. Join our group by searching Back Row Baptist Church on Facebook. Uh, or go to brbchurch.com. That'll get you there, too. 
join our community. We're, we're almost at, uh, I think, 800 people strong right now. And we just basically laugh all the time. That's all we're there for is to laugh. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. That way we try and get coast to coast during your morning hours. Uh, if you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all of the chatty bits mashed together into a podcast for you over on BackRowRadio.com or most places that offer podcasts. You can tune in on Friday, tomorrow, for You're My Friend and I Trust You with Donnie and Jordan as they kick off your weekend with Feel Good Friday, and we will see you again on Monday. And by we, I mean me and a special guest, because Mo will still be out of town. Uh, But it will be a more normal return to form next week with our secret special guest. Uh, Also tune in this Saturday for Chatterday Morning, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, where you can hear amazing shows like Hear No Evil, the Free Play Podcast, and Not Another Baptist Podcast, the official podcast uh, sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. Yeah, that's sponsored by the Word of God. I mean, how can you go wrong there? Uh, You can find the schedule, the exact schedule for all of these on backrowradio.com. That's it for today's show. If you need us, well, we'll be in the back. Bye.